I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hello, this is Danica. And this is Jan. And this is Valerie. And uh, today we watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm, um, a 1993 movie uh, from Warner Brothers, uh, from the people who did Batman the Animated Series. It is, I think, canonically part of of that series, too. Um, Who would like to do our spoiler-free synopsis? So our spoiler-free synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just utter silence from the both of you. Wow. Um, I was trying to think of this. Analysis. I know. I know. I'm trying to think. I, so, I, no, I'll, okay, I'll do it. Thank you. Thank um, yeah, so this is um, a Batman movie that um, fortunately does not focus on Bruce's origin or um, its its focus isn't on um, like his typical rogues gallery. There's this new phantasm person that's in town. Um, there's inherent mystery with stuff we get a whole lot of flashback stuff so this movie is also a lot about batman's past and how that is affecting his future and how he became the batman because for a while he might not have um how how it affected other people in his life past and present yeah there's a lot of of back and forth that's really interesting um, but yeah, at its heart, this movie is a mystery, uh, figuring out who the phantasm is and, and why uh, things ended up the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a very, very good movie. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, without spoilers, um, I'll say I very much enjoy this movie and very much recommend it. This is a great movie. One of the best Batman movies. I won't uh, fight over if it's the best one, though certainly some people consider it to be the best one, including all the live action movies. I think it's definitely up there. I really enjoyed it. Um, there was more characterization to Bruce than just like a uh, broody, uh, hurt uh, man, child. Even yeah. though he was, even though he, he is still, still broody that. and hurt. <laughs> um, there, there's uh, some personality there. There's. Uh, a fun new character and you have uh sassy alfred which he's in a lot of he's that way in a lot of things but he was good in this one too yeah i enjoyed it i recommend it for sure yeah and i i i enjoyed it a lot and i would recommend it i initially wasn't sure if i would i don't know why Uh, but yeah but i very much enjoyed it yeah i think one of the things that i most enjoy about it is that it's not a take on the character and the mythos that we typically see like an angle of it, like involving like Bruce's um, love life and like what things could have been. Isn't really a thing that most Batman movies bother to do even when they're not being an origin story. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, it's a pretty unique take on like how to make a Batman movie, I think, which I really enjoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was um, actually originally planned to be a direct-to-video release, but then Warner Brothers um, decided to uh, release it theatrically, um, which can in, in, in the process condensed its production uh, schedule into a strenuous eighth-month one, mm. um, which usually a, a movie like this gets like two years. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. yeah, like, um, especially considering that, Turn out really well, guys. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I was gonna say I think the um, the intro that was CG right with like it the buildings. Was. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it it looked well enough considering the style like it, it lended well but i wish there would have been a bit more a little bit more depth to it mm-hmm. but knowing that it was a uh, condensed schedule yeah they probably didn't have enough time to kind of add the details and that that would have made it look uh look nicer or look, yeah look just that much closer to the uh drawn art style yes yes um, oh, also, it did well critically, but because the decision to release it in theaters was fairly short notice, it didn't get a whole ton of advertising and ended up failing at the box office. Oh. But it, it, it did eventually uh, um, turn a profit on home video release. Yeah. So okay. um, enough to spawn. Uh, they, they ended up doing two more uh, Batman movies tied to the animated series, though I don't think either of those were released theatrically uh, as... Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, and Mystery of the Batwoman. I haven't heard good things about that third one. but oh, bummer. Yeah. Um, it doesn't involve Batwoman as we might, as you and I might be thinking of it. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not gay Jewish Batwoman, unfortunately. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, one thing I really appreciated about this animation, you know, in, in anyway, the movie as a whole, I really got interested in the different uh, types of animation through you, DJ, but yeah. especially after seeing like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which uh, I loved, which was incredible. That's an amazing so, movie and amazing visually. Yes. Yeah, so what I appreciated about this is, again, I felt like I was in a comic, you know, I went inside a comic book. Um, I love the, the visual style. And again, I love, of course, the lettering. I loved how at one point there was a WB on yeah. one of the buildings. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. But anyway, so yeah, I just, I, it was, it was, it just took me into that world because yeah. again, I felt like I entered into a comic book. Yeah. Awesome. No. Yeah. It's, it's, um, the whole animated series really is, is, a lot like this that in a lot of ways this is like an extended episode of the series um and which is sometimes sometimes people say that sort of thing and it's an insult but i definitely don't mean it this way um the batman animated series is great um and no like this movie feels at one with that and also i think works as a standalone product too it's it's just great and yeah the like it does. I, it does really pull you in to that universe. Oh, and I. I don't even have this in my notes, but um, on the animation note, Mom, um, an interesting thing with the entire animated series, including this movie, is that the paper that it was animated on was black, which is normally people. It's like white paper that people will animate stuff on, but be, to set the mood that they want, they have it on black. I think charcoal paper or something like that, um, that they, that they didn't draw stuff on. So it makes everything dark. Yes. And that's wow. the whole okay. aesthetic of the series. I know. Yeah. And, and I think that's why I was hesitant. Would I like this movie as much as I, I, you know, I, you know, you say Marvel DC, Marvel DC, <laughs> but I, I love both, sure. but I, I guess I tend more towards Marvel characters. Sure. And I think some of it is because of the, the dark dinginess of Gotham that, the, that just, kind of negative cloud or that you know problem you know that's constantly it's like why would anyone want to live in anthem um but uh i mean gotham sorry live in gotham because of all that but anyway so that's amazing to think about that because it was so well done because again i felt like i was in that world yeah yeah and you didn't mind being there for a while (laughs) yes um all right well um let's get specific all right (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about story and characters. Um, 
I, I thought that the um, opening with, with Batman kicking some people's butts was, was a very fun way to immediately draw us into this world of him fighting some some gangsters and stuff, and then the uh, Phantasm showing up um, mm-hmm. and, and attacking and ultimately leading to that guy's death was all very well done. Very, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, he ran across some, some bridge to another building, and I was like, there should, probably should be some barriers on that or something. <laughs> right. It looked pretty tall. Uh, pretty high up there. Yeah, if all, if only. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. And and it was kind of ultimately the dude's fault because he could have got like he could have gotten away. Yes. He managed to get the phantasm off of the of the car, but then he like turned around and was like, "I'm gonna run them over." <laughs> and yeah. Of course, that doesn't work out for him, and he goes off the thing and through the air and crashes into another building. And it's, yes. it's and insinuated and then later confirmed when we see his grave that he did not survive that. His face turn, that was really good of just like going from scared, but then getting that kind of like coward anger of like, you know, oh, you made me scared. I'm going to lash out at you yeah. and, and hurt you. And then it's like, you're, you're stupid. Yeah. We're all like, oh, well, this isn't going to go well yeah. for him. Yes. No, that was, that was a good, a good scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, then we end up going um, pretty soon after that to the to the party and stuff like that. We meet over the phone, um, Andrea, kind of, and we especially meet. Um, I forget his name, but the sleaze ball oh, guy, I write it down. Arthur, I think is his name. Is that, yeah, I wanted to say city councilman. Yes, uh, he is city councilman Arthur Reeves. Okay, voiced by Hart Bochner, who does a great job making him a sleaze ball. Um, yes, and he he's like. Um, talking to Bruce about um, his love life, basically. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, what happened to that Andrea girl, basically? And um, it, he th- like he got punch on him or something. So uh, before they they were talking, there were some girls fawning over Bruce. Yes. Uh, talking about, like, oh, you know, wanting to be taken out or whatever. And then one, one of the girls, a different girl comes up and is basically mad that he assumedly dated her, but then kind of just left her at some point so she threw wine on him that's right okay and so then uh arthur gave him a handkerchief to help him wipe off or whatever but then after he's uh bringing up andrea bruce is like thanks for the handkerchief arthur you know where you can stick it yeah (laughs) yes that was good good line (laughs) as he sticks it in his pocket but you know we get the insinuation there (laughs) yes um yeah. yeah, and then, I mean, I think it's pretty shortly after that that we get our first flashback and, and we really get to see young Bruce and stuff, who I think we first see at his parents' gravesite. Mm-hmm. And he also meets An- young Andrea there, who is at her mom's gravesite, and they end up... Yeah, talking to her. Yeah, yeah. Andrea's fun and um, has a... She likes b- making jokes and stuff and yeah. kind of being... She's... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she... She's... Um positioned as as you know kind of throwing bruce off his game just um joking whenever making him feel i guess a little silly but then uh always having a, a quip as well yeah yeah and i no, i enjoy her and i thought that um in in all of the flashback stuff uh kevin conroy was doing a great job with young bruce's voice like mm-hmm. he he sounds younger not just in age but in like his spirit yeah <laughs> like, oh, no. like he he sounds like a like it, the the darkness that eventually kind of makes him Batman is isn't totally there. Yeah. Um, Kevin Conroy is, is a great actor. He voices Batman throughout the animated series and stuff, and um, he is 
so popular that he's been brought back in other projects, including video games and stuff. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One thing that would when you said when you first met, um, and I know her nickname was Andy. What, what was Andrea. Her? Andrea. Andrea Beaumont. Okay, when you meet Andrea Beaumont, but at, at the grave site, is I didn't realize, I'm not sure what state, what actual shape it wasn't really like the shape of a cross kind of but the the mausoleum or the or the that that housed the the wains oh i think it was just a very big headstone but it it was just very symbolic the way that they would do it with the height the perspective of the camera the shading Mm -hmm. it was almost had they loom large in his life (laughs) exactly it was because it was almost ominous almost like in, in some ways you would almost like an evil force but i'm like wait that can't yeah be right. it's but not it was quite weird. that but it's a, it's an all-consuming force yeah, yeah. yeah. very very well done definitely and, oh no i 100 agreed oh and then oh and in the flashback we see maybe not bruce's first night but one of his first nights trying oh, to yes. do crime fighting and he's just oh, kind of yes. dressed in black or whatever and i really loved um when he thought he'd taken everyone down his little yes yeah <laughs> so yeah i did it yeah no i, I have like a note like just just the whole thought process of this, like the gall of this boy yeah. to go see some random crime and he's like, I'm going to dress up like I'm an all black. And then he's like, stop, put your weapons down. And they're like, who is this kid? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, we're going to kill you. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, I've got all this stuff. Got a little so like... like um... Yeah, ninja Bo- stars, oh, yes, sort of yes, things. Yeah, shuriken. They call him like shuriken. they call him like, like a ninja, ninja boy. Star, star. Yeah, what do you yeah. Call ninja stars? yeah, shuriken yeah. are the longer. Yeah, right, right. No, I think ninja well, stars. Or, I don't know. Yeah, oh no, you're right. It might be shurikens. I don't Maybe remember. Shur- I forget. We're not ninja people. <laughs> it's cir- it's circular. I yeah, don't know. and it has so so yeah. He like takes people out by throwing those. Gets shot at, and it's like, dude, you're getting shot at. Oh my god. Uh, never once does he untie the guard that might be able to help him. I, I don't right. know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he just puts him to the side like, I'll be back. <laughs> There's, oh, the animation in that scene was super, was the, uh, the, so first it's a, a hand-to-hand fight, but then a car drives away. And this, this boy is just climbing on this <laughs> moving truck, yes. like stuff falling out from the back. And it's like you're gonna you're gonna fall. Don't do yeah. that. He like walks on the top of it. He's on the front of it. Huh. And then Harvey Bullock's there in a police car, and they yes. like try to get in front of the big truck, yes. and then just like slams into them, and they get like knocked onto their side, and then pulled around to the side and like scraped between the the truck and like the railing. Yeah, yeah. And that felt like that felt brutal. Yes. <laughs> it was just animation, but the animation and the sound design was so good and made that feel like, oh, oh, yeah, that's awful. It looked rough. And then Bruce ends up on the front of the truck and then almost gets smushed between yes. the truck and a wall, but it stops just shy. Of yeah. course, yes. <laughs> yeah, he had um spiky balls that he threw and popped the tires out. Yeah, and yeah. While he's on the front of this truck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah what a he's a dumb boy but we love him he just he went into that not not as prepared as he should have been yeah um yeah i i, I not to just keep uh harping on kevin conroy but he does a great job he does like he basically plays three different characters in this movie of like young bruce current bruce and batman and they're all not quite that like he does 
it's all Kevin Conroy's voice and he's not like putting on a weird voice or anything, mm-hmm. but it all like the emotion of each of those feels like very different characters. Yeah. And he's just very good at that. <laughs> like that's why he's pretty much my favorite Batman because of the, the heart and then just the emotion that he brings to Batman and to Bruce and the dictomy between them and everything is, is great. Cause mm-hmm. it does a great job. So, uh, we mentioned, uh, earlier the, the phantasm person, uh, threatened, uh, one of the bad guys in the early scene that seemed to want to kill him, but he ultimately pretty much did himself in. Yes. Uh, well, you have this city councilman that we mentioned blaming Batman. Yes. And so any of these, uh, incidents that happen where a gangster type person dies, is blamed on Batman, and, and nobody knows that there's a second uh, vigilante. Yeah, because no one who lives really gets a look at yes at that uh, at the phantasm, and no other person in the rogues gallery is theatric in that way. Yeah, they all have yeah. their own ways of being theatric, but yeah. So Batman is vilified, and I always find it interesting, like with the Incredibles and whatnot, where you have these superheroes that do all these things for mankind, and then they turn on them in a heartbeat. Well, hey, Commissioner Gordon's still them. on his side. I know, at least. Commissioner Gordon. He's He's, like, he's like, you guys do what you want, but this is not Batman. He doesn't do that. Yeah, and when they, at one point, they're all out, you know, sh- shooting to kill poor Batman with just, you know, an army of people. And I'm like, come on, people, seriously? Led, led by Harvey Bullock most of the time. Yeah. Who, yeah, like, what who, hate, you haven't really watched a bunch of the animated series, but he hates Batman. <laughs> he, <laughs> he definitely always has it out for Batman. So, hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, there's a, a graveyard scene, um, yes. which, uh, the, the, the lighting and everything and just how that scene moved was very ominous and, and scary. And at the phantasm pretty directly did that killing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And what is it about angel statues? I love angels. I love, <laughs> love angels. In fact, I love to like, get angels for the Christmas tree, but just like from Dr. Who, the moving angels, when you have a stone angel, You're like, especially you were in like, a oh, cemetery, that's fall on him. it's like, yes. Cause he, he ends up. In a, in a grave, but there's a big angel statue on the side that gets pushed onto him. And you him. just knew it, he was going to get And you could kind that. of, like, he kind of grasps at the thing, and so maybe it was sort of his fault, but it was all, like, the phantasm definitely oh, helped no. push that. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the, the statue hadn't moved yet. But what I just mean is, it's just like, the minute you see that, it's like, ooh, this is not going to be a good thing. It's like, yeah. not, not comforting when you see that. All I think of is Doctor Who and the creepy moving angels. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Animation-wise, there's uh, a set piece that we that's set up in a flashback of like a future town, but then we see it in the in the quote current times where it's, it's all, all decrepit. Like that was done really well. And the first time you see it, you're I'm thinking like, oh, something has to go down here. Like, <laughs> right. It's so creepy. Uh, and 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 the idea is is so visually unique that you can't not use elements from it. And so that was super cool. Yeah. They had like robots. They had It was it was Bruce and Andrea that like went on a date there or whatever. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. the flashback and then you see it again in the movie and it's like, okay, it's coming back. Like this is important. Yeah. Um and they go on a date and they're basically their relationship is going really well. Oh, um they're cute. And and there's this whole scene basically where Bruce is trying to decide like he's like I can't 
keep doing this crime fighting thing and like have someone who's worried about me that I come back to. Like I can't, I have to choose between these two things. And he ends up like going out to his parents' grave and, and like talking to them and like begging, like I, I, I thought that I would be fine just like doing this for y'all but I didn't expect to be happy. I yeah, know. That just broke my yeah. heart when he said that. Yeah. Like, he's like, I want, could I stop? Because I want to be with her. Yeah. And then she goes to him and she she knows that he went there and she goes to him and it's, and it's kind of like, maybe they sent me and they, they hug and they end up are seeming like they're going to get together. Right. Uh, but obviously we know from how the future is where he is Batman that like, for some reason that doesn't work yeah, out. Yeah, that was one of the, the flashbacks and it ends there where it seems like they will. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, before that scene, what kind of leads him to ask about that, there was a, a fight uh with some bikers like some bikers uh, oh, yes roughing up a dude that had a money box and they wanted to steal it and that was that fight scene animation was really good yes. there was more uh like kind of hand to hand stuff but also <laughs> Bruce he's just like stand stand off with a guy on a bike who's driving at him and he's like they have kind of a, a scene in in other type of fighting movies where it, like the, the person defending is like, ah, my moment. And he, like, jumps on the front of the bike and, like, punches the guy off of the bike. <laughs> so, and the the way that the bike um, drives kind of down, uh, that I mean, it, it looks good. The, the angle is really interesting. Like, the fight scenes are always so dynamic and interesting. Yes. Like, either hand-to-hand or with, on some moving thing. Um, so, so that was another good scene. But yeah, the pivotal yeah. moment in that fight, then, is when... He is getting the best of the, you know, the bad guys per se that are trying to rob this young. I mean, this, I mean, they're this, definitely this bad guys. Yeah, that that is trying to rob and get the the money box from this person. But then he, one of them, goes after, um, you know, Andrea, and because of him trying, I to... I don't think that he even goes after her mm-hmm. so much as she is on. Well, she like gets close to the scene, and then Bruce is kind of looking at her and like yeah, worried, like what if that something she's going to get her? Okay, he gets okay, I guess he didn't. I thought he looked at her, but maybe not. He, I mean, I thought the Bruce one of does, the bad guys, but I don't think the bad guy maybe does. not the bad guys. But because of him watching out for her safety, he ends up getting you know knocked hit. out, right. you know hit hit really badly, and then they get away with the with the the money box, and that's like yeah. where he realized. And that's where his lines, when he's speaking to his parents, exactly. which are so heartfelt, that it's like when I have someone who's waiting for me to come home, yeah. I, can't, I when, can't do this. Yeah, like I can't have them worrying about me, and I can't be worrying about them if yeah. I'm doing this thing. Yeah, that and that that flashback ends with him, like, in the rain, or both of them in the rain, and then it goes back to Bruce in the rain, <laughs> where he had been... St- Stalking his ex and yeah. and looking at Batman her on a, bat a seemingly date with binoculars from a, <laughs> as he's like crying in the rain or he's, put, just, he's just in the rain and I'm like it's to hide his tears. I put Batman watching Andrea on her date makes us all laugh made us all laugh at how petty he's being. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it, and it's what's so great is he's on the side of the building and his whole Batman regalia looking with binoculars yeah. at her on her date. I'm yeah. like Batman. Man stalking someone? Come on, what? Batman. Come on, Batman. Yes, I have You're stalking, stalking your ex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, there, I forget why, but... Oh, I think it was after the, the guy got murdered in the graveyard and Bruce is investigating, but um, he sees... 
Andrea there. And when he started running, Valerie was like, I'm the knight. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, he was in the graveyard. He stops by his parents' grave. And Andrea was there talking. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Uh, mirrors the scene that we they she's introduced um but yeah she she talks to her mother or like her her mom's grave and so she just literally you think she's having a conversation but it's you know to her mom that's not there go ahead yeah like but she sees something or she sees batman and she's like bruce it's like okay yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) i guess he's at the the wayne headstone so maybe the memory of it would just connect her Batman and Bruce. And then also after that, there we end up having the flashback thing where he's doing the fighting and stuff that she yeah. sees. So and uh, my sister uh, proposed that maybe that is also part of why she would make that association. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that might be a question, though. Because if he, if she was there while he was kind of asking his parents to, to let him be happy, essentially... Did she already make that connection? Like, uh, she it's she's like, okay, boyfriend fought these guys, was pretty good, is really angsty at his parents' grave, and then like they had to, uh, for whatever reason, we see that they're not together in the period where they're not together. Had she like heard about this guy in in Gotham, and it's like that's that's Bruce, that has to be Bruce, <laughs> yeah. And so then she sees it, and it's like, oh yeah, that was Bruce. Like she, he's by the grave. He's in this silly suit. Like that's definitely Bruce. So maybe, maybe. she just she already knew. That's, yeah, that's yeah. A thought. Yeah, that makes sense. Because why? She presumably like loves him and wouldn't want to tell anybody. Like, what right. would you tell? So she probably she probably already knew. That makes sense. Can we talk about Bruce's very awkward and adorable proposal? Oh, <laughs> oh this romantic that was fool. so cute. Oh my gosh, it was funny. He just like pulls it out. He's like, I don't really know how to do this and hands yeah. it to her and he's, then gets on a knee. He's, he's, like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not good at this. Yeah. He gives it to her. He's like, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> As he's kneeling. It was cute. Um, <laughs> it's like, so, so romantic. Thank you. <laughs> um... Let's. Um, yeah, I think that was that in the yeah. third flashback. I guess. I think, I think so. The yeah, there's one. a lot of flashbacks. So, was there anything else with like voice, uh, the plot, characters, or even voice acting? Um, any other notes that y'all had? Yeah, I mean, you talked about uh, Kevin Connor being really good as as the different Bruce's. Yes. Flashback. I thought that um, what uh, Dana uh, Dana Delaney uh, voiced Andrea Beaumont, and I thought she did a great. I job was going to say I didn't. I didn't rec- I mean, I didn't know. I didn't recognize the actress, uh, voice actress's name, but I thought she did a great job. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, and, and, and fun fact, her performance impressed the filmmakers enough that they ended up casting her as Lois Lane in the Superman animated series. Oh, oh yeah. She okay. has that yeah. spunk, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Like, Andrew's Beaumont is such an interesting character. Again, yes. like, putting him, feeling like she puts him off his game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever she meets him and just any time. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, baby Bruce did that uh, that first fight in the first flashback. He, uh, you know, is overall successful, I guess. Um, but he comes back and he's all banjos and bruises and he's like practicing his judo. Yeah. And she... He says jujitsu and yes. Annalise was like, I don't think that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so she uh, goes to his place. She's like, you know, basically I didn't get a call. And so I wanted to make sure you were okay because it's like, if you didn't call me, something's wrong with you. Right. Uh, And, and she kind of flips him. Like she has taken, 
self-defense classes or whatever. But yeah. But she, again, can kind of go toe-to-toe in in uh, lots of areas of his life. So she's and it a was fun r- character. Yeah. yeah. It, and it was right after he said something somewhat insulting, kind of like, you know, the, you know, maybe she asked what you were doing. I don't remember how the conversation went, but he basically was, you know, you know, this is beyond you. And then she flips yeah. him. You know, yeah. she just knocks his feet out from under him. It was great. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, her character just is, is delightful. Definitely agree. Very interesting. Um, we already talked a lot about animation, uh, but I had one um, thing that, that involves spoilers that I wanted to mention, and it's just that I love how they're able to animate Batman's eyes. Yeah. Um, just with oh, how they narrow yes. or widen or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just great. A, a shadow with eyes sometimes. And, and on... Do you think that this move? There have been plenty of live-action Batman movies. Do you think this one would have worked as well in live-action? Mm. And there's there's a major point with this question that I'll have to bring up in spoilers. Um, but short for me, short answer for me is no. I don't think it would have been as good. And one of the small reasons is yeah, like Batman can't be that expressive in live action when he's in the suit. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make those eyes move without it being weird. Yeah. I, another thing that I liked while we're thinking of it, uh, when especially going back real quick to Andrea's portrayal, I liked that she wasn't overly sexualized. Most of the time she was yes. in a business suit attire, and I just appreciated that. Yeah. Because the focus was uh, was a lot on her face, and, and again, up-close expressions, as it was on, on Bruce and on Batman. But I liked how she wasn't in some, you know, low-cut, you know, sure. you know, revealing, because I get so tired oh, of that. Oh, yeah, that's obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, I think she wasn't really a femme fatale, I would think. No. I mean, no, not at all. No. And, and uh, you see that a lot with those sorts of characters. Yeah. Um, but that question, what could could you have done live action? I think... Like, I think you could have. It's just the question is... Do you think it would have been as good? I don't think it would have been as good. I think you would have lost a lot. I think you would. One is, I feel like you can tell more in a story animation in a shorter time than you can in live action. Mm -hmm. Because you can just do so much visually that gets across. And I think you would have lost, almost when we talked about with the Aladdin and going Mm -hmm. to the live action Aladdin and you lost the whole personality of Jasmine. I think that's yeah. what would, may have happened. Like with Andrea, you would lose what some of the things that made her so appealing, I think. And the same with those nuances, the difference of young Bruce versus current Bruce versus Batman. I sure. think you would have lost those distinctions in live yeah. action. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think what's really good, especially about this show, is the ability to... Uh, reduce detail to just like the very important things that they want you to see and and make communication of what is happening very simple. And every time we think about taking things to live action, just like knowing that they have to fill those in because it would be weird otherwise. Right. Then it kind of could muddy things. That makes me concerned. But but I always also go back to the Cinderella remake where it's like they that they did a really good job translating that. Yes. Yeah. So so it would it would be hard or they'd have to do it a very certain way. I think we'll definitely have to come back to the question in the spoiler territory because I yeah, I have more thoughts on it. Fair. Um so sound design. Um 
I think the I well first of all like that whole opening thing um I, I wasn't it. too bothered by the CG um like it worked fairly well for me um but also the music was like really I loved it it was a lot and I <laughs> but I liked it it was it was <laughs> almost yeah it was a combination of me almost of Phantom of the Opera uh yeah. just just dark fun I don't know. fact the Latin lyrics there in the yes, opening yes. were names of Warner Brothers staff read backwards oh my oh gosh, my gosh that. <laughs> Oh, that is great. They're, that's how you summon a demon. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, the composer is Shirley Walker. Um, she d- composed a lot of music for the animated series, including the main theme. Um, and she got, she cited that uh, this score is one of her favorite oh. uh, things that she ever worked on. No, it was it was good. And then yeah, the intro, and I think it was it showed up in the closing too. If I'm not Maybe, mistaken, or yeah. they, they they brought up some, but but yeah, I was like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she she uh, wrote her scores entirely by hand and always orchestrated and conducted them by herself. Aww. Um And you might notice I'm using past tense. She unfortunately oh, no. died in 2006 at the age of 61. Aww. But but yeah, her her legacy lives on that she did a yeah. great job with this. And uh, there's definitely other stuff that she worked on. But I think Batman, the Batman animated series, is one of the things that touched the most people, just because of how many people love it and love Batman. And she just did an she did an amazing job with it. I loved it. I loved that opening scene and score. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, what I didn't love as much was when the credits started, <laughs> and we got so I've talked to Valerie a lot about this, but there was a certain trend in the '90s for. Oh. Animated movies to have a slow downbeat pop song, often love ballad, not always. Not it wasn't necessarily in this one. Well, it was though. I guess it was. You're right. Anyways, um, but it, ha- it has this this slow tempo, and there's kind of this this beat yes. that's that's in there. This yes. like kind of slow percussion. And in musicals, and, it's usually one of the songs. And it's very poppy and cheesy, and it's in. Like most animated movies that came out in the nineties, yes. and unfortunately, this movie is no exception. Yeah. <laughs> um. This this one is called "I Never Even Told You." Uh, songwriters <laughs> are Sita Garrett and Glenn Ballard, and uh, it's it's so at odds with the soundscape of the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was very it's so it was a bit jarring. It's so weird. Like it doesn't ruin the movie or anything because it's in the credits. But it was just what a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Not a not a good choice. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, maybe they wanted to pull it pull you out of the Batman universe. Didn't they? Like, the very end. Uh, end of the movie. I think it credits, was just like Warner Brothers out. is like this is what <laughs> this is what everyone's doing right now. So yes. we do this. Yes. It's like. The song is supposed to, I guess, be their relationship or whatever, but it's weird. It, it, yeah, it just, the mood of it is not appropriate for the mood of the rest no. of the piece. Um, final note, at least, that I have for music stuff is that Hans Zimmer, who eventually was the composer on uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, played the synthesizer on this soundtrack. Valerie saw his name and, uh, yeah, I looked it up and, yeah, it's it's the Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Synthesis, I guess. Yeah. He was the synthesist. Yes. <laughs> he played the synthesizer. Um, do you have anything else that isn't spoilers? Because I have a lot of other notes, but it's spoiler stuff. Oh, uh, I guess non-spoilery. Mm-hmm. The uh, the gangster names were pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Chucky Soul, Buzz Brownski, and Salvatore Valestra. 
that's that's I'm, fun. I'm sorry, Valerie. It's Salvatore the Weezer Velasco. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my mistake. It's probably I'm probably sure not an official nickname. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they yeah they have fun names. Uh, yeah. Tr- did you say Charles or Chucky Soul? I said Chucky. Yeah, but his name is Charles. But yeah, they he has call, Chucky. They called him Chucky. Yeah, yeah. Charles mm-hmm. Chucky Soul. Yeah. No, those are some fun some fun gangster names. Okay. Okay. All right, well, let's go to the part of the podcast that it's uh, named after. How's it hold up? Uh, I have, I, I really just have like one note here, which is in the, at the party, there's an Asian girl. Thank and you. why are her, why were her eyes pure black? Thank you. They were just, they were just black. It, and you could even maybe use the word beady, which is. Yes. And there, hmm. was, there was another Asian character, a nurse was taking care of uh, one of the characters that had um, oh, had a run-in. Did she have a similar? She looked a bit different, but she her coloring felt a bit off. I don't mm, know. I don't. I didn't notice her. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's just interest. I don't. I don't know. I certainly don't think there was necessarily purposeful racism going on here. Right. But I don't think that was a good choice. Yeah, in a stylized <laughs> design like that. Yeah, translating uh, not non-white characters. Like, just watching out or like putting yeah, more of them in. Yeah, it was in just uncomfortable. So, so that like it doesn't look or feel weird whenever you try to do it and you're not used to it. Yeah, like if a whole group of girls had been like Asian girls and they all had different sorts of eyes and then they're just this girl had eyes like that. Sure, but oh. she was the only Asian girl yeah. there and she, yeah, they were just pure black. What bothered me actually more on that scene yeah. is that it was like they do in some commercials where you're you're gonna to represent people of color, you're gonna have one of everyone. Yeah. So yeah. surrounded Bruce was a white a, a Caucasian woman, a black woman, an Asian woman. I'm like, really? I mean, I would rather it have been three black women or three white no, women it definitely or felt three like Caucasian women. Because yeah. yeah, it was and that bothered me. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, yeah. Like it it was it just was uncomfortable and it didn't need to be that way. Yeah. Because especially I didn't see, as they panned out on the party, I didn't see other representation of exactly. people of color. Right. So just a bunch again, of white people. Yeah. So again, don't do that. Don't just, oh, we're not racist because we have one token person of every, you know. Right. Even see, though we're not going to have any main characters group. be exactly. like that. I have some people of color of both sexes. Again, because yeah. the camera panned out. Again, I didn't see anyone of any... That looked like a person of color. Well, there's more than two sexes, but anyways. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so yes. No, you're yes. fine. But uh, but yeah, no, it definitely it definitely came off as as not genuine because yeah. they weren't throughout the rest of stuff. Yeah, and then in the instance, it doesn't. It just feels a little off. It does. Like, are you just not used? To, to drawing those type of characters in the style, like, that's a problem. Yeah. Or did you try to force some, but something that looked one way, and it's like, oh, we should change it, and then it just, like, is kind of... Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It, that was a little weird. And yeah, I agree. Just, like, making generally the world more uh, diverse, such Definitely. that, like, you don't feel like you have to do that, and it, it come off as not genuine. Yeah, there's no reason that almost every background character needs to be white. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's go to our spoiler alert. Skip to one hour, four minutes, three seconds. 
Okay, so Joker's in this movie. Yes. And that is one of the reasons that I don't think it would have worked as well in live action. Yeah. Is because it's a lot harder to... It's It can be a lot more difficult to make a person not look like the same person in live action. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... You see pictures and you see in a couple of the flashbacks Joker. Yes. Um, before he's the Joker. Right. And he's just this mobster guy. Yes, he's, with a very he's, long nose. Yes, he's like the muscle, basically. And he's yes. also, like, creepy and keeps, like... Doing cat calls. Making eyes at, at Bruce. Andrea. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's doing it to Andrea, then. I know, I know. Um, it's not until he becomes, like, an evil megalomaniac that he becomes gay, babe. I guess. That's how that works. I guess. Anyways. Um, no, yeah. Um, but I don't think that you can definitely figure it out still here in this, but it, I think you couldn't help but figure it out if it was live action. Yes. Because it's harder to just like, it would have been that person's face. Yeah. Cause his chin, I think they do a little differently. Yeah. Such that, I just, I noticed the guy had a really long nose and I was like, is that supposed to be? And then yeah. they, they showed that And I later. mean, in, in The Dark Knight, um, they do have a scene where Joker ha- doesn't have the makeup on and is hiding in a thing yes. and you don't immediately know it's him. Yeah. But his makeup also is, is, is so all consuming of his face because it's so like weird and haphazard and he has the huge black around his eyes and everything in that movie yeah. in a way that. This Joker in the animated series, I mean, he he doesn't have that much of an exaggerated, like, thing going on with his face. It's yeah. just, it's all white and he has red lips, but I mean, the face shape is the same. Yeah. But without those lips and stuff, it doesn't read as, oh, that's definitely him. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a thing that you could maybe figure out, but isn't immediately obvious, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. They could They could have done... A similar design. They didn't have to be this design just translated mm-hmm. to live action. So, so I also think some of the Joker's physicality that makes him funny would be a lot harder to pull off in yes, live action. Especially that like jetpack thing that, oh, was, that was funny that was and great. dumb and yes. like buried this Joker. That was yeah. great. Well also the manic nature of Joker, I feel like it was able the intensity and just how again he can go from laughing that horrible maniacal to being somewhat calm and logical or then being menacing. There's just so much I, I put that Hamill, range. Mark Hamill, who of course voices the Joker and does an amazing job. Amazing. Um, I, I put that him and the animators are just very good at making Joker go back and forth between being actually kind of funny, being like terrifying, yeah. being yeah. kind of calculating. The range. I just feel like that, the range. That thing where can... the, um, what is his name? Vincent or whatever, like says a thing and like the background is red for a second as you can t- like uh, to accentuate Joker's genuinely angry for yes. a moment yes. and then he like slip but then he slips back into his kind of easygoing persona and you're like but because of that moment you're like this dude's dead yes right <laughs> well and even too is him throwing around again that guy that came Salvador, you know yeah. Salvador yeah. and even with his the the dog the robot dog and all of that that he was able he to yeah that he just kicks and he's just he's so brutal in so many ways, I think I don't think that would have translated live action as well as it did with. with yeah, it animation. it would have an inherently different feel. I think I don't think you could capture that's the same feel for the Joker in live action yeah. 
as as he is able to be animated. Yeah, again, I just feel like you have such an incredible range with animation. I think this movie could be very interesting done in live action, but I don't I think it would inherently be quite different. I don't think it would ever be it, it's never going to be a one-to-one thing. And mm-hmm. so it it might have things that that it does better than this, but this one will probably always have stuff that it does better than that, or yeah. just in a more in a way that we like more. I th- yeah, I, th- I don't think you can one to one it at the very least. Yeah, um, I liked the fi- so when uh, Batman and Andrea talk in her room or whatever, and then he leaves, and then she cries on the bed. Yes. it fades to the phantasm standing on a building about to go into it. And I was like, "Mm, let's see what you did there, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because, also spoilers, but we're already in this area, the phantasm is Andrea. Yes. Uh, For a while, you're led to believe, because she lets Bruce believe that it's her dad, but it is her. Yeah, her dad's been dead. Yeah, well, you find out, yeah, her dad was murdered by the mobsters that she's going as the phantasm. No, she's specific. Well, you find out that she's, you find out, Specifically later, that specifically Joker murdered him. Yes. <laughs> um, the the Joker was was sent by as those a, gangsters. Yes, and, as the muscle. As the muscle, and he and he killed. Like, there's basically she goes to she like got groceries and was going to the house where her dad is and opens. But I think before she even opens the door, Joker opens it pre Joker, yes. um, and just kind of walks out, and then she goes in and you hear her scream because yeah, he killed them. Yes. So. Was her plan to kill the uh, city councilman as well? Because we learned from it's Bruce a good question. that he's the one that gave them the mobsters his location for money. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's never quite addressed to the extent that we can tell for sure. Yes. Interesting, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do we know? We don't really ultimately know what happened to him, other than the well, Joker. Let's, we'll talk about the end of the movie, but before that, there's some other stuff. Um, the Phantasm discovering the corpse of um, uh, Salvatore was yes. uh, suitably grotesque and disturbing because yes. um, Joker used his laughing gas to kill him because he has the Richter smile thing going on. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I mean, we knew that that dude was going to die. Yeah, because he threatened him. Like, <coughs> you know what I'm talking about, I guess, about what they did or what he did. I guess killing the dead is what he was referring to. Yeah, yeah. Um, um and then, and then, yeah, stuff gets like really dire for Batman for a while as yes. the police as the police are trying to trying to murder get him. him, yeah, annihilate yeah. him because because Joker uh, killed the guy. The Phantasm uh, went went to go kill him, but he was already dead. So the Phantasm left whenever Joker intimated that the house is going to explode, or even before. So the house did explode, and then Batman came around and was trying to get the Phantasm. Uh, but they poofed away with whatever magic molecule that they have, and and it in only the Batman was left. So by the time the police got there, they they thought the Batman did it. Yeah. And so, and with all the other people dying, they thought he's you know killed again. Let's get him uh, dead or alive, I suppose. Oh, his trick to, to get away where he put the cowl on the thing. Yes. I think that would have been hard to do in live action too, to actually make that look like not like look like it could be a person. Yes, <laughs> uh, because of the way that animation can be stylized. You're like, yeah, that's him, until it it gets all shot up, and you see that it's whatever construction thing that he put there. Yes. Like, a, like a is it called a workhorse? Something yeah, like that. something yeah. like that. 
And then, of course, Andrea was able to pick him up because, she, of course, she saw this she whole thing there. that was happening because yeah, she's she a phantasm. Like, I saw it on TV. Yeah. Mm, liar. Oh, that music cue when Joker appeared in the doorway. Yes, that's <laughs> what I have. Joker intro musical cue is interesting. Yeah, it's really kind of, how would you describe it? Like, I mean, like ominous? No, I mean, it was like this. I mean, yes, but not in a typical way. It's like this little dinging little kind of almost funny or almost silly music but it's terrifying because it's the joker yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um and later he sa- he mentions that um the phantasm is nowhere near as cute as bat boy yes um which i mean yeah you know queer coding of villains um Fair. but also the the joker is not straight yeah <laughs> it definitely is yes obsessed yeah batman yes um, I like the transition between Joker's laugh and then um, Arthur in the in the hospital. Yes. He was having his own manic laugh. That was very well done. I will, oh, when when we do eventually get, we can start talking about the final stuff now. I got an, I was a little annoyed that Andrea briefly got damseled by Joker, and Batman had to come and save her. Yeah. Um, Mm, yeah, yes. that was a little obnoxious. I had a question about what his bike is made out of to destroy those. I know, right? Those. Uh, Who fan knows? <laughs> but yeah, figure the bike would just get destroyed and a fan would still go. But nope, it no, it just destroys it. all the all the things get broken off and everything. But I guess you could argue that it's some like super strong, super light. Whatever. Batman's got all sorts of yeah, exactly. The uh, the blood and the tooth that Joker loses when Batman kicks him, and then he had that tooth's gone the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got a big old hole in his in his teeth. Yes, that was that was brutal. And yeah, there's like blood and stuff in the fight. Is and even which they definitely the, weren't able to do in the series proper. <laughs> yes, and even in the 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 one where it got really dire for Batman. Um, yeah, he where he was running away. Yeah. That was yeah, rough. he, he was, looked really. Oh yeah, up. yeah. Um, what were you gonna say? Oh, what happened with Arthur at the very end? I mean, oh yeah, the last time we see him, he's, he's in the hospital. He's in the hospital, with a hospital just laughing. Laugh and yeah, so yeah. He... I mean, they they mentioned the the thing running its course. Yeah, so like guess... he since he's in the hospital, he probably ends up okay. But I also don't think he appears in anything after this. So mm-hmm. like, I don't think he appears in the animated series at any Hopefully point. Hopefully, he's like. Um, but why would Andrea disgraced? not not off him if he was? Ultimately, the reason. That well, I was again, killed. we don't actually know if she ever knows that. Yeah, because it oh. it's not like ever made clear. Dating, yeah, or he thinks they're dating. She doesn't care about him, but but yeah, yeah it's I only it's only Joker was. that knows. I don't think even Batman necessarily knew. Oh yeah, well, because Bat- Joker talks about it when he goes to talk to him, but I don't think. I don't think or, any. No. I think it's only Joker that actually knows. And then he kills the guy that hired him, Salvador. Yeah. So, yeah. Salvador. So no one told someone. Yeah. Not necessarily anyone else knows. Yeah, I'm just curious why. Yeah, she kept in touch with him, or maybe. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was left vague enough to. Yeah, kind yep. of be unclear. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Hamill's Joker laugh is very good. Yes. Um, I liked when he's grabbed onto the jetpack and and Joker's like, let me go or we'll both die. And he's like, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, The the lighting from the fire, from the explosions um, there where she, where she, when she was gripping Joker and he just starts laughing like that whole visually and, and Mm -hmm. auditorily, that was very good. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm glad that Andrea didn't die. Yes. Because yes. um, I honestly didn't remember if she did or not, because I don't think she appears in anything again after this. But yeah, no, I'm glad that she does live and just leaves. Um, and, I, and I put that when the guy asks if she wants to be alone and then she says that she is, it then transitions to Batman. And of course there's that implicit like linking in that they are both alone. Yeah. Yeah. Which thematically, yeah, very interesting. And interestingly, she, Bruce had actually told her, or as Batman, just go, go yeah. Andy, leave. So she yeah. did, and I guess another reason why she, she would have not been able to come back. Oh, this was earlier, but there I, there was an interesting quote. When Bruce puts on the mask for the first time and Alfred says, my God, he's reacting in horror because he's watching this man he's helped raise from childhood, this man who has let the desire for vengeance and retribution consume his life, at last embrace the unspeakable. Is how they viewed that scene. Oh, who said that? Uh, one of the writers. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in 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 this movie, you see, like, he goes, he fights him as baby Bruce without a thing, and he's like, I want them to be afraid of me. And and whenever he proposed to Andrea, there were a lot of bats that came out of some cave. Yes. Uh, assumedly the bat cave area. And so that, I guess, intimating this is where he gets the idea, like, yeah, this is yeah. what will make them afraid. And so you see him don the cowl for the first time in this movie as well, and that scene is what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then there's uh, two notes about Joker. Um, they said that we re- when we realized they went kind of back and forth, I think, on having Joker or not, like wanting to have a main rogue scholar person in it. But they said we realized that we could make this appearance, his appearance serve the story in a way that we never could in live action, which I think is kind of referring to like the fact that he kind of shows up in the earlier things, but isn't obviously himself then. Yes. Um, and then also they uh, convinced Paul Dini, one of the writers, not to write Harley into the movie to keep Joker as a solo threat because she did exist at this point. Uh, mm. Yeah. And they they do that in a couple of so- uh, Joker episodes also, even after Harley starts showing up. It's yeah. like sometimes sometimes you want Joker to just be by himself for a particular plot. Yeah, no, it's it's a different function they serve as a couple versus any of them like singular yeah and and i love harley to death but yeah like her presence would have i think just distracted because she doesn't really have anything to do with the actual plot whereas joker is intricately tied into it yeah so yeah i think that was definitely the appropriate call to just have joker by himself uh one thing in the uh future city somewhere in there is a model of gotham at people size i guess Mm -hmm. so like they joker and, and batman end up fighting in it and it like feels it's like gave me kaiju feelings. Yeah. Because there's little planes going and the Batman is swatting at them. It's pretty I made the comment, I wondered, I didn't know that Joker liked Godzilla movies or I think you know, you said King, King Kong, Kong. Sorry, yeah, King yeah. Kong movies. Yeah. Because yeah. of the, especially because of probably because of little planes. Yeah. At one point, Joker has a cityscape over his yes, head. It was so creepy, like the top of a building. Yeah, and then, yeah. And yeah. we just like see his eyes in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he, you see the building cha- like following Batman a little bit yeah. as Batman's trying to figure out where Joker went. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. I, I forgot to write it down, but um, that, that scene is apparently a, kind of an homage to some stuff that happened in the comics at some point. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. Um, or, or, or maybe not even a specific thing, like the way that a, a particular writer or something for some of the comics like to have them fight against those sorts of backdrops or something like that. I forgot <laughs> to write it down. Sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, that, that scene was fun. Um, 
Was there anything else spoiler-wise that you guys wanted to talk about? Did she kill Joker? Good question. Yeah. And I like that it leaves it at... We ca- so, canonically, this is part of the animated series. So, in that sense, we can say no because Joker shows up again. Yeah. But you can take this movie as just by itself. And in that sense, it's left ambiguous. And I like that it is. Yeah. To me, it would feel like she came to do a thing... And she wouldn't have left unless it was done. You could potentially, if she did know about that other guy, you could argue that she didn't kill Joker because she also didn't kill that guy and decided to leave. I guess. Maybe. But I, I'm not sure but if she didn't know about him. if she that didn't guy. know about him. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if she would have been able to, to, do, to hang out with him like she did, knowing yeah. that he was the one that, that kind of led to it. Yeah. No, it's it's not clear. It's ambiguous, and I like that it's ambiguous. Because, yes. yeah, maybe she did murder Joker. We just don't know. Yeah. She survived, but it's not clear about Joker at all. Yeah, and, and interesting, again, like, kind of the parallel of, of they end up kind of being a similar character, but she she chooses to, to go past that line that Alfred refers to. Yeah. Making her as, as bad as, they, as who they fight. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Um... Well, I do have one other question about Andrea as a character. Sure. Is she, I guess, do they do enough to push her out of, like, strong, strong girl character? Because sometimes you have characters that are supposed, or women characters are supposed to be strong, but, but that is who they are. And I think they Mm -hmm. did. I think so. She had, she, like, they, they set up her personality well with kind of her, her, sort of fun sarcastic edge that she has and and i and i think in a lot of ways the movie is ultimately about how a particular event affected and turned both of these people into these other people yes like ultimately like and it's a long-held thing with batman stuff is that ultimately bruce is the mask and batman is his true self yeah and this movie definitely plays into that and like ultimately that event changes him to where he becomes batman yeah and is that is who he actually is now and the same as can be said of her is that that event changes her and she becomes the phantasm and that is who she is now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like even if she never puts on the suit again and doesn't try to kill anyone anymore like she's forever kind of changed by that and is going to be that person no she can't go back to to being who she was before. Like yeah. That's, that, that person isn't real or not there anymore. Right. Uh, the way, like, who she is now. Yeah, I, I think I think overall it did a good job with her character. I was just kind of frustrated that she got damseled briefly. Yeah. But ultimately... Also, she yeah. seemed to be running really fast on one of those buildings. Because, like, <laughs> there was a jet and she and the, the she was keeping pace. Fast. Yeah, and, and I guess they, that... Uh, they had a scene where, where Bruce, like, forensics, like, oh, it's this molecule. It's yeah, yeah. this. And so I guess, like, you're supposed to just, like, oh, that's a thing I don't know about. I'm sure it can do a lot of things, like, yeah, I don't make even know. her disappear and reappear in different places. Yeah, the movie doesn't ever take time to explain yeah. it. Because it's like, we don't, the plot isn't about that. We don't yeah. care enough to do that. <laughs> or where she got it or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I, I do did really enjoy her character and her characterization because I feel like it was very um, dynamic and nuanced because she, 
it's not like she broke out of so many molds. Yes, in essence, her father was a gangster, but she didn't seem to go along with that, like the rich daughter gangster. And mm-hmm. then because she even was like, Dad, why did you go into business with them when she first walked in on the scene and they yeah. were roughing them? She also seemed like an independent woman that, I mean, she didn't, she chose Bruce, not that she needed right. him. It was the kind of thing where I think she could have lived with him or without him, but she was interested in him. So she wanted him. So she went after him, but it's not like she need, you know, just yeah. so many nuances in her. And then of course, when she became out of vengeance for her father, of course, the phantasm. So I just, I really like Not even that. vengeance just for her father, but for her life. Like yeah, she for talks her life, about but... how like they ruined my life. Exactly. Like, the life she could have had with Bruce, from me. Yes. Her father, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, is favorite scene or favorite oh. character you think, I mean, I don't think yeah. the characters needs to be in, in a spoiler territory, but I guess scene. my least favorite scene might be in spoiler territory. What do you think it is? Um, well, it's again, Salazar and when the Joker, Salvatore, Salvatore sorry, Salvatore, hmm. when Joker had, when Salvatore went to visit Joker in hmm. the creepy place and then he it, you know, essence kills him. You know, or that's your you know, least favorite that, scene. That's my least favorite scene, just because it's just so dark and creepy, and, sure. I, and I'm not. A fan. Oh, I mean, I'm I love it because of that, but yeah, I get that yeah, that's I'm not, not your style. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. No, that's fair. And I think I'm trying to decide if my favorite is whenever uh, Joker's. Well, in- let's least favorite. So we're already oh. doing. Oh, we'll okay, do we'll here. do scene here in the spoiler well, well, thing. Well, I'm saying we can do this the spoiler scenes and then go out of spoilers. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So my my favorite scene I think is in, in the spoilers where Joker is introduced and he they, he takes him through the the little train and as he gets to his home he's like watch my security and then he kicks the dog and he talks about his Hazel who's cutting nothing. Where a he's creepy like, broke up woman. Yeah. 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 He's like, so mom's least again. favorite scene is your favorite <laughs> yeah. scene. It's funny. <laughs> I like it's, he's funny. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. The animated series Joker has always been my favorite iteration, not just cause Mark Hamill is amazing, but because he is legitimately like funny sometimes yes. and just like being a weirdo. Yes. <laughs> like, they do the, the combination of uh, creepy, maniacal threatening. Yeah. Whereas like early, like the TV Joker early on in the um, early series, where he's like, it's just a lot of comedy. Yeah, uh, and just comedy Joker can be fun. No, but they do they they do multiple things well in this one character. Yeah, and it's that's all why believable, and it's rarely ever jarring. Yeah, where he's like making a joke about the the dog, and then he kicks it to show it's kind of brutal, or he's like making this guy go with him, and he just picks him up and just and tosses puts him, him in there. The it's like this guy's probably really strong, but also the guy might be old and fragile. But like, it's, no, yeah. he's he's a force. Yeah. So no, that's yeah, that's why because like you know you'll have you have the pure comedy jokers, you have the super edge lord like really evil jokers, right. which can sometimes be fun, but is so overplayed that I get tired of it. Yes, I love this Joker because he has all kind of the facets are yes. all sort of there. He, he can be multitudes. he can be genuinely funny. He can be genuinely threatening and scary. He's and, just also all a, and also a coward. Yes, all in the same scene. Yes, <laughs> it's great. Um. Right. But yeah, so your favorite scene and your least favorite yes. scene, same scene. <laughs> uh, but you think your your think your favorite and your least favorite is not spoiler. Yes. Okay. Spoilers over now. <laughs> Let's talk about favorites. Uh, Mom already talked about her least favorite scene, and Valerie talked about her favorite. But those are unfortunately in spoilers, so you have to watch the movie and listen to spoilers to hear that part. But Mom, what is your favorite scene? 
Actually, my favorite scene is Bruce um, at his parents' crypt or mausoleum crying and um, and saying, please release me from this obligation. This And then Andrea coming up and um, saying. So, Mom, can I tell you? Same. It's my favorite usually, scene. Okay, yeah, no, I just, it was so powerful to me. No, that's very true. Yeah, I like, it's really sad because he's talking to them and it's like, it's all you, Bruce. Like, you could yeah. let yourself do this. It's like they're dead and yes. also if they were alive they'd want you to be happy but yeah. like you're putting this on yourself no that's right that's a good one yeah it's it's very emotional yes <laughs> um my least favorite scene i guess probably the party just because it has some of that racism and stuff in there yeah that's what i was thinking yeah, um, that's a good point. yeah that's probably my least favorite um because of the because it has stuff like that in it um good what is, is that probably your least favorite yeah thing? i think so too i mean otherwise like all these scenes serve purposes and like even though our least favorite characters are in certain scenes it doesn't make them inherently bad yeah like he's he serves a purpose and yeah who's our least favorite character the arthur fleck definitely the city council oh yes yeah everyone agrees yes, yeah he's gross. he sucks yes he sucks. <laughs> i mean he serves his purpose well in the plot but yeah like he's not an enjoyable character he just sucks yeah so like it's really hard to find a, a, an other least favorite scene yeah because again like they all serve a purpose and even though Agreed. he's in some of those scenes like the, the scene is good what who is your favorite character i'd say andrea Good call. I'm torn between Andrea and Bruce. I think ultimately Bruce, just because I think his character needed more help. She was more put together, I think, as a character than than Bruce. I I just loved all of the facets. Or of or uh, Alfred. Alfred's really high up there too. Alfred's yeah. great. Um, and and a spoiler character, I very much enjoyed. Um, but I think Andrea is probably my second. Like she's really great. But I think yes. I think I have to hand it to Bruce. Yeah. Um, yeah. just because especially that scene <laughs> where yeah. where he's at his parents' grave really yeah, gets me. I know. And I mean, ultimately, the movie is just really about him and it. Sure. Explores him in a way that is just so different than what most movies do. And I really appreciate that. Yes. And I say Bruce, but I mean, Batman, ultimately. Yeah, Bruce becomes Batman. Yes. So. yes. Now, early yep. on, so flashbacks. you and I are twinsies on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were twinsies on our favorite scene also. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. In the flashbacks, he was Bruce, but then you see him become Batman. Yeah. I guess when he puts on. Yes. When he puts on the cowl. Yep. If Tim Curry were in this movie, okay. what role would he have played? <laughs> I have two thoughts. Um, Alfred is my first thought, just because mm. I think you could make a great Alfred. Sassy or Alfred. I love that. And then another thought I had was uh, Arthur. And maybe because Tim Curry has a huh. sexy charisma about him, and then maybe I wouldn't have hated Arthur so much. I think he would have had to be more... older. Because I don't think I can believe Tim Curry too young. Yeah. I, I just but, I just thought he I wouldn't have hated him as much. I think you're right. I don't <laughs> think I would have hated him as much yeah. if that had been Tim Curry. Yeah. Any one of the gangsters he probably could have fit in. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he could have But I think he would yeah. have made Arthur more of a contender as a gangster, that duplicity yeah. and then made him not as creepy and you not like want to vomit when Andrea went out with him. I mean I think <laughs> I, like, I like I like that. Do you think <laughs> In one of the flashbacks, uh, Arthur's taking her back. No, no, sorry, not in the flashback. In in the present, he yes. takes he takes her back to her home. She notices the window is open, and she knows Batman's there. But she, it seems like she in 
on purpose like kisses Arthur. I'm pretty, to sure, I'm pretty sure that was an F you to Batman. Yeah, yes. Yes. yes, yeah, I think. Yeah, so. no, hundred yes. no, percent. I yeah. like her. She's funny. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, she she really makes this movie like the movie would obviously not be the same without her. No, yeah, like she's yeah, in in instrumental to to why he ends up that way as well. Yes. Um, if y'all don't have any other non-spoiler notes, then we can go on to overall consensus and rating this thing. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Mom, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would Valerie, definitely. would you recommend this movie? Definitely. And I definitely would too. That out of the way. Mom, how would you rate this movie? Oh, that's a toughie. I, I'm going to go with... I'm going to say a solid... Definitely a solid three. Do I want to go up to 3.5? Maybe I'll compromise myself and go 3.25. And the only reason that I guess I don't give it higher, one is I just, when I when I think of my comparison, well, I'm sorry, I guess I could be higher. 3.5. I'll go 3.5. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, again, I feel like the animation was great. Uh, the voice, but... I don't know. I guess when I compare to what I look at my fives, like um, Totoro and even... I think that was your only five. Right. But what did I... What came close? Klaus? Klaus probably came okay, close. Okay. Came, clou- came close. <laughs> Klaus. Klaus came close. You've had a couple uh, anyway. very high fours. Right. Coco but anyway, um, just because this... I don't know. Um, but I would say definitely a solid three point. Oh, you probably put Muppet Christmas Carol very high, too. Yeah, that is true. I don't have it in my chart yet, <laughs> um, but yeah. But no, um, and hopefully I'm not shortchanging it, but definitely a solid 3.5. Uh, just, yeah, very enjoyable movie. Very good, you know, great animation, good voice acting. What about you, Valerie? Desperately trying to figure it out over here. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'll go for 0.25. <laughs> <laughs> She did finger guns when she added the 0. 0.25. 4.25. Um, yeah, I You know, good movie and, and a good emotional story as well. Um, definitely recommend it. Uh, yeah. It's a, one of, if not the best, I guess, Batman movie. It's way up there, for sure. For sure. Like, there's there's a different facet that you see about uh, new characters that are interesting yeah, it's great. I think I'm going to go with 4.5. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a very good movie, and I think this has my favorite versions of these characters. Um, spe- you know, especially Batman um, and another spoiler character. I, yeah, I just, I think it's a very good movie. I hadn't seen it in years, so I was pretty hazy on a lot of it, but rewatching it, I was like, yeah, wow, this is a very good movie. I understand why people... Say it's one of the best. Um, I agree. It's one of the best, if not the best. And I love it very much. Um, great movie. Yes. Highly recommend. Nice, t- nice time watching this. Yeah. All right. Well, next time uh, we are going to watch a um, Japanese movie. Um, we're going to get a letter. That's the only clue I'm going to give to that if anyone has watched a lot of Japanese movies. I'm very excited about this movie. I haven't seen it before, um, but I've watched um, some trailers and stuff, and I really love the animation and design of it. I'm excited to see this. So, next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. 
This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.